I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the advice podcast that doesn't know why the hell it gives advice. It's fun. Listen, if you need clinical help, get it, because this ain't it. This is for fun. I have uh, interesting and or hilarious people on here, and we uh, you know, listen to people's problems and things, uh, recorded from a safe distance, and, well, we judge and kind of dig in and, and, and uh, see how it reflects on our life. But, hey, it's going great so far. Thanks for listening, mighties, and thanks for all the calls. I've got a comic on who I don't really know that well, but I'm a big fan. He's really uh, smashed the scene in half lately and is one of those people that has a natural stage presence and has a, a, a let's just say, a, a delivery that I, I descri- describe as a, um, what Too Short might call way too real. Please welcome Brian Simpson, everybody. Brian, how are you? Great, man. How about you? Good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Doing good, man. What do you what what's uh what's what's your life like right now? How's everything? It's great, man. Just real very busy, just on tour and writing things and you know, mm-hmm. all the things that come along with being, you know, the it guy for a moment. <laughs> you know, well, it's good. Yeah. It's good. You you seem like you have your head on straight. I will say I really enjoy when I, I I've only been around you at the at the comedy store. We're both there. And um it's very fun to watch you work. I remember um, I was uh, I followed you, uh, and you had a whole bit about basically sexual identity and how oh, people yeah. identify what they're what they're what they're into, what they're not into. And you were kind of like, you know, it's a little more formless than you want to admit, uh, dudes, like to the men in the audience. And it's funny because I really enjoyed watching the men get very uncomfortable and the women be like, Oh no, I'm, I'm on board with this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't have the insecurity that my husband has. It's very, yeah. very enjoyable to see you kind of like pick apart, you know, our, 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 our little false facade of like, Oh, I would never, you know, and all this. Oh, yeah. It's just really, it's, yeah, that's, that's a fun, that's my favorite bit. So right now it is <laughs> yeah. that's cool. That's fun. That's fun for me that I that I picked that out specifically. You know. You know what? Wow. It's especially dope now when um because depending on the city you go, but some cities are very, you know, religious or yep. homophobic, whatever. Yep. And those are the best cities to do the bid in because there's always some dude that's like, not me. You know, you want to argue with me. And the more they argue, the more yep. the punchline just shut them up. It's so yeah. fucking great. <laughs> it's it's definitely digging a hole. Uh, I I do. It's funny. I've, I've talked about this. It's not a specific uh, bit, but it's something I do throw in there. Where the dudes that the guys that really bug me are the guys that are like, oh, if, if it was that situation, I would do this. Hmm. I would. This is what I would do. And they've yeah, never right. been in that situation, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't even mean sexually. Typically, it's like one of those things where you would have to be incredibly brave. It's like There's a lot fight. of guys online that are like, you come near my family, I'll murder you. <laughs> no, no one's coming for your family. You just want to shoot someone. That's all yeah. it is. I, you know? I, meet, I met so many people that have never been in a fight that think they can fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They think it comes with manhood. They think it comes with uh, uh, the genitalia somehow. Kind yeah. Of and, well, they think they think that like because they can imagine it, right? And it, it, it life is never what you imagine, like right. ever. You're like it's going to be this, and it's always even slightly different. 
I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the people that were like, oh, man, if I was on the 9-11 plane, it wouldn't have gone down that way. Like, like <laughs> yeah, what's, what's wrong with that? That's, that's an extreme example. But it's kind of like, you know, I, I had a friend. Uh, have you ever had a friend like this who you're, you're dealing with your decision, especially right now, where you're kind of like the hot kid and people want to work with you and you're blowing up on Netflix and stuff. You probably have that friend in your life who's trying to advise you, but they don't have any stakes in the game. Like that's, you know, where, where, where they're like, no, 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 you should do this. You should do this, man. And you're oh, like, yeah. please stop. You're not, you're not helping at all. I get a, I get a lot of that. Yeah. Well, why haven't you done that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. The, 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 the obvious one is our, our, our mothers being like, well, why aren't you on this? Like, I don't know, mom. Let me just, let me just give them a call. And I'll get on that show that you like so much. It's you like, know. you know, not only have you never done that thing that you're trying to be an expert in, but you've, you haven't failed enough yeah. to, to, you know, cause no plan, no plan ever goes hundred percent. No. So you, you have to be ready for the failure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you like, how, how long have you been doing stand up? Uh, 11 years. 11 years. Okay. So yeah. you've definitely had, you've, you've had a lot of fall on your face moments. Honestly, oh yeah, for sure. like eight of those years. Yeah, <laughs> I was just laying on my face. Yeah, yeah, and you it that the case in point to what we're talking about. This this gig is all about. I'll give it a shot. It probably won't work, but I just have to keep giving it a shot until it does. Oh yeah, you know, you know the people I respect the most because I, I was just talking. I forget who I was talking about this recently, but like how the people that succeed at this are the at most things are the people that can accurately self-assess mm -hmm. and so my favorite people to meet are the people that like i did stand up for a few years and i was bad at it so i stopped <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like oh you're going to excel at whatever you do yeah 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 you've made the you've made the decision uh you you you, you gave it a real try it wasn't like the thing where you know, I, I came here from Chicago, oh uh, God, like uh, Los Angeles about like 18 years ago. And there were people that were like, yeah, I was there for two weeks, didn't work. I was like, <laughs> you know, but, but that person that's like, I was there for five years and it never, I never got anything. And so I'm, you know, it just didn't work for me. I never, I never killed once. I was like, wow, but you gave it, you really gave it the, the, the try. You right. really went for it. And, and you stopped. Yes. Like you, yes. you, you had the, you had the the self awareness to look in the mirror and go, "I'm not good at this." Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially those people that can still be that can still enjoy it. That uh, I, I, I'm I'm a person who I, I mean I still like watching stand up. I definitely get jealous if someone has some insane bit or they're killing it. And I'm like, "Fuck, I wish I had that bit," kind oh, of thing. That's, but that, that's the best feeling. It is. It is. I I, I like. I still I'm always going to be a fan. And the guys that always bug me were the ones that would just like look at someone's act and be like, yeah, I like what they did, you know, well, they never smile. And I'm just like, <laughs> you can't, you can't even enjoy yeah. it. It's, it's, you know, but if someone can stop and then still be a fan of stuff, it's like, oh, you, you're going to get everything you want in life. Cause oh, you have yeah, the best sure. outlook. Yeah. yeah. They almost always have a hot girlfriend. <laughs> Case in point, people are attracted to that. People are yeah. attracted to some people that know who they are, you know, yeah. and know what they're not. You know, yeah. or scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as they 
they know they're scumbags. You know? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, in PG County, Maryland, in the foster care system. Oh, okay. So I was wow. born in D.C., and I moved to PG County to be a to be the state's child. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. Went, went, went from that to the military, and from that to government job, and then from that to college, and then dropped out of college to do stand-up. Then I ended up homeless in LA, and then I started getting all my little my little breaks, mm. you know. And then recently yeah. got a big break. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, what a trajectory. I, feel I like know you- it's it. You know, I, it it didn't seem incredible to me, but but now I mean because Hollywood is obsessed with trauma. <laughs> um, so whenever I whenever I have a, a general meeting or whatever i have to tell my life story yeah so now by now i've told i've told it 50 times i mean i gave you the very very short version that's and that's all i want by the way i i don't want you to have to dig out all that stuff again i just don't do a lot of i i just have people on that i find fascinating and then i let them talk about what they want to talk about just fyi so but i i after telling it so many times and seeing people's reaction to it i realize that like it it isn't it is an interesting trajectory for sure. You know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I, the thing that came to my mind initially was, God, the amount of perspective you've got from just yeah. meeting every kind of person in life. Yeah, man, that's an asset. Mm-hmm. You know? And I st- I'm still meeting those people. Yeah. You know, what I've learned from it all is that every kind of person exists. Yes. It's for sure that art imitates life. It's not the other way. Every kind of every person you've ever seen in a movie, they're out there. You know what I mean? There's a thousand McLovins for real <laughs> walking the street. You know, Forrest Gumps, Bubba's, they're all everyone's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And you've probably made a great deal of them. You know, I I can't I can't tell you the amount of military I've met that have called into this show. We usually uh, don't we kind of filter out the hey how do I get started in comedy you know I'm just oh, like, right. I don't want, you please don't call in about that you know it's just like because there's no real answer but uh, I get a lot of people in the military that have asked me that it's after the show that are like I don't know what to do with my life but I always made my friends laugh kind of thing did you when you were in the military did you feel the stirrings did you have this thing of okay I'm I'm cracking oh, these guys oh up. yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean that that's when it's I was not funny before that Okay. You know, I mean, my mom says differently, but like, I didn't feel funny before the military, mm-hmm. and um, and it was just, but I, but I did have that. I don't know if, if this is a comic thing or just everybody everyday thing, but I remember, you know, you you have been in class or any any kind of group setting, and then the opportunity comes for you to make an inappropriate joke. Yes, and the. But it's one of those situations where it's a it's a it's a one of one. If you don't make the joke right now, yep. you'll never get the chance again. And that is overwhelming. It's like I got in trouble all the time in those situations because it would be the wrong, <laughs> it would be the inappropriate time, but it would be the only time. Yeah. And I would just say it. Mm-hmm. And I, that would happen every once in a while. But in the military, it kicked up to another level. Yeah. You know, and, I, and and I started getting laughs so regularly. Like I didn't realize that I was practicing, mm-hmm. you know? And then 
and then finally we uh we I, I saw Dom Herrera one day live. And wow. it was my first live stand-up thing. And it just blew me away. And that and that night I went home and wrote a joke. You know? Okay. And it was my closer for a long time. So wow. It, 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 so the first time I tried comedy, it worked. Okay. You know, it didn't crush, but it was like, holy shit, this worked. Yeah. Like I wrote, I wrote it. I wrote that joke like seven years before I ever tried comedy. Wow. You know? Well, that's fucking, incredible. Yeah. Like I wrote it that day, but I didn't have the balls to do it. I like. Sure. My, in fact, my last day in the military, my my uh, my platoon, they secretly like the venue, like they have a little going away party, you know. Uh huh. And they secretly like set it up so the venue would give me like a mic and a and an amp and like do, they were like, all right, do your routine. And I was like, fuck all of y'all, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, I was so afraid to bomb that I could, I just couldn't. Yeah. 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 I get but, it. I did it later, way, way later. I gave, I gave it a shot because I just happened to go into my first real mic. My first mic was a musician's mic, mm. which was a mistake. They all ignored me and were like cleaning there. So, I've done that. I did yeah, that. But the, but the next mic I went to, it was this dope place called Train of Thought. Huh. And, it, and it was a mixed mic. It was like poets and dancers. And oh, yeah. But they were all about like encouragement. So if it was your first, if it was your first try, yeah, and, and you messed up or something, they would all start cheering. We got you, what, like clapping. Oh, nice. And, just, nice. and it was like I needed that. That first yeah. experience is like I couldn't bomb. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and so that's only the first time they they do that. Sure. And so I needed that because I was so scared of not being good at it. Mm -hmm. You know. But then yeah. after that, man, it was like smooth sailing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I had, uh, I would say the worst thing happened to me was like the first time I did comedy, I killed, like just destroyed. But it was like, wow. I knew a lot of people in the audience too. And, oh, yeah. you know, from that, I was like, this is easy. And then the next seven times I just <laughs> ate it, you know, like I, it, so. I tell people that all the time. Like when I used to host mics and stuff and pe people, you know, first timers were walking and go, so how do I get in? It was like, hey, I was like, listen, whatever you do, don't bring your friends and family. They nope. never listen. They never listen. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, I I had, you know, speaking of people that gave it up, I had a guy who, you know, he was, he, he, he directs now, but like, uh, features and things in Chicago, but he was like, he was doing stand up with me and it was like, he'd have a good two minutes and then have nothing to say. And I remember he just started, he would find me in the audience and start talking to me and go like, what am I doing, man? What am I? And I'm just like, you have to stop talking to me. I have to, like, I had to leave the room when he would do stand up. Yeah. Because he he's like, there's no net. There's no lifeline. No one can no. save you. No, you don't get to use me as that either. No, and, and nobody wants you to. You're just hurting yourself. Like, they want you to have a conversation with someone that doesn't have a mic. This is insane. You need to write more, Alex. <laughs> I, mean, I remember seeing um, this little boy come in one time for his first mic. And it wasn't... <clears throat> It wasn't, um, it just so happened that like just that one day of all the hundreds of mics we've done, mm. that one day the owner was like, let's try something different today. Today is going to be like a heckler mic, you know? Oh, so, God. so all the comics will heckle each other. You know, it was that kind oh. of thing. And it, and it was this little boy's first mic. He came in with his dad and he didn't oh. know. You know, and they just they just lit into the kid, and then the, and then the owner actually went on stage and was like, "Okay, hey guys, this is kid's first time. While he's up, there's no heckler mic, you know." 
Right. And the kid went back up and they got went right back to heckling him. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean yeah. and the dad was just on the way out was just like, fuck you, fuck you, you're an asshole, fuck you. Wow. I wonder if that kid quit. Yeah. I mean Yeah, probably. Oh, and I don't I mean, how old was this kid? Um, if I had to guess, I'd say he was probably, you know, like fourteen or fifteen. His dad never should have took him. I don't know what he was thinking. I mean I don't know. Would you take your 14-year-old to go do Hell no. No way. Hell no. But I've seen little kids. There'll be an occasional, like, little kid with their mother or something. Mm. Um, But no, there's no way I would take my kid to do stand-up. Not a chance. No. You don't need that kind of crushing disappointment. You get enough at school with the judgment. I I think some parents want... They're imagining their kid being a star. Yeah. They're not imagining the suffering. Yeah, know? yeah. It's like, look, if you want your kid to be a be a be a be a stand up, take them, and put them into some other performing thing. Oh yeah, poet, exactly. band, something else, so they can get comfortable on stage. Because that's mm-hmm. the hard that's the hardest thing besides actually being funny. Yeah, is being getting comfortable on stage. But don't take them straight to an open mic with a bunch of degenerate drug addicts. No way. It's, I mean, I had. I had the this. I was on uh, uh, Joe Coy's podcast, and he and I go way back. And he was telling me this. We he had an aside about he didn't say who it was, but this comic that hadn't even been doing it that long, who was just like you know, and Joe's like the friendliest dude, but he's like selling out stadiums. And like this kid was like, "Hey man, let me open for you at the Forum." And Joe's like, "Dude, you haven't even been doing it that long." And he's like, "Come on, man! Like, how much would that pay?" And they, I mean, immediately that was my favorite guy. Like that, what a, what an idiot. Like, <laughs> made me laugh so hard. It's like, you want to bomb at the forum. And the analogy we were coming up with is kind of like, all right, I've never tried karate. Let me join this tournament. Let me, let me just try to fight. You know, right. it's like, that's, that's what you're doing to your son. Let me put this, 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 this child with a, a child sensitivity in front of people that are drinking alcohol with, with broken lives and let them judge this kid. It's like, why would you do that? Because people don't realize like the bigger, it's like, it was like a virgin trying to fuck a porn star and like impress (laughs) her, you know? Better analogy. It's like like the bigger, the bigger the, the setting, the higher the expectations. Mm -hmm. And when those expectations aren't met. Yeah. You know, and people like, nobody's buying a ticket to see Joe Coy at an arena. Mm Mm-hmm. And to watch you bomb, you know no. what I mean? It's like no, it's like I'm expecting everyone that I see to be really good at what whatever they're doing. Hundred percent. This at an arena, seventy dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, and 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 I mean, it, it's it, it's also the thing. The big secret I tell comics when they're like when they ask me advice, I'm like, look, the audience wants you to do good. Nobody wants to see someone eat it. They want to laugh. They're there for fun. They're rooting for you, even if they don't even like you. So just think about it in that in terms of that. But yeah, they are they are rooting for you. Yeah, they yeah. really are. But they but but it's also like, you know, the you, you know some people have that like, oh this guy has the audacity to think he can make me laugh. Right. Oh yeah, sure they do. Sure. You they know. Do. So they're like, so they're into it. They're like, oh yeah, the, the, who has the balls to stand up there if they aren't really funny? You know. Yeah. No, they I mean, it's just to... like, you know, you're a, you're a comedy store guy. I mean, there are people that go there, like, that are, like, arms folded. Where's Joe Rogan? You know? And no matter oh, yeah. which of us gets up there, it's like, 
all right, I guess I'll just keep waiting. And I'm like, <laughs> want to be like, hey, he he's in Austin. He's not, he's not coming. You know? Right, right. <laughs> you know, or whoever they want to see. They're counting on a Chappelle drop in or, you know, that kind of, and it's like they, mo- most people just go and go, oh, let's just, everybody here is, 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 uh, is certified. You kind of don't get on that stage unless you're certified right. on some level. So it's well, like, some, okay, you can trust some people. But, some people slip through the cracks somehow. Of course. <laughs> Yeah. But like, you know, I think there are those people that are like, I'm only here for this person. I heard they I heard they perform here. I didn't check the lineup. I'm just going to count on that. And you can see them in the audience where they're kind of like you that look in their eyes were like, I don't know who you are. (laughs) Right. You better you better show me something. Why haven't I heard of you? Yes, exactly. 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 Yeah. When so have you lived in L.A. all this time then? Or... No, no. I start. I uh, I started comedy in San Diego. Okay. In uh, 2011. Oh, right on. And I moved up here in 2015. Okay. So what is? I don't know. I don't know what that math is. Seven years, something like that. Yeah, about seven. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So thing. You know, things happen for me relatively quickly. Yeah. It didn't feel like it at the time. You know, because I was still going. <laughs> I've been in LA two whole years. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why isn't this happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but yeah, I, I realized like looking back on it is like, yeah, ten years is a pretty good. It's a pretty good amount of time for things that to happen for you, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I will say you're very unique. You know, you're one of those people who I see, who I saw do stand up, and I was just like, I don't think I know anyone exactly like this guy. This is good, you know. Like, there's certain people yeah. that I'm like, I'm like, okay, this person. Like the, 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 the example that comes to my mind right away when I was in Chicago and I was starting out is the first time I met Hannibal and he was doing, and I was just like, there's nobody like this guy. I'm just oh, like, yeah. I'm like, this guy's going to be so big, you know, and I knew that back then before he even had really good jokes, but just like the way he, I remember just talking to him and I was like, who the, who are you, dude? Like, what is this, <laughs> what is this conversational yeah. style you have? And he's also, he had this, he had this brain and he had a bit about how he really just wanted to have a, a, a solid silver arm. And I was just like, all right, like I, if someone has a joke, like premise, that's that insane. And right. also talks the way he talks, thinks the way, you know, not, you're nothing like Hannibal, but like, I could say, you know, uh, Hannibal, uh, uh, like I would say off, off the top of my head, like. I feel like Irene too right now, you know, she's one of those people who I see do stand up and it's kind of like, she's, she's got this kind of confidence and, and this kind of casual trauma that she shares when she comes on stage. I'm just like, there are people that are trying to do what you do, but I don't know. I can't see anyone. There's no one really like you. You know what I mean? So you're, you're one of those people that you have this kind of, um, affected delivery where it's it's almost like you just kind of walked into a room and you're kind of annoyed by people being there which right off the bat is hilarious where you're like all right i'll tell you guys about this but i i really i, I got something else on my mind too and that'll come next and then damn you know, dude you're, you're like my, you just read to me like my therapist <laughs> no i'm just I, saying stage I'm, presence i'm always know? mildly perturbed no matter what i'm doing <laughs> You know, it's the secret. It's my secret sauce. You you've been through a lot, man. You it's 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 well earned. You know, I'd rather I'd rather have someone who's actually dealt with this stuff and is outward about it. I mean, I'm in therapy, and one of the 
earliest lessons they got was like, hey, if you're sad, be sad. If you're angry, be angry. You know, one of the biggest problems with life is people just being like, no, no, I'm fine. Everything, everything's great. Everything's great. <laughs> you know, as long yeah. as I visualize it, I'm fine. I'm positive. And then that person drives their car into a crowd at one point. Like it's yeah. just show it. See, I never measure, I don't measure things by whether they're fine. Like when people ask me that question in my mind, I just retranslate it to like, you know, it, you know, it's like on a scale of one to 10, how much are you able to handle what's going on right now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So most of the time I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, mm -hmm. Right. Everything that's happening right now. I got, I got, I got a, a wrap on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wait, it's, 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 and it's so hard to, it's so hard to, at least for me to say that to someone, to answer that question. It's almost like the pain scale at the hospital where you're injured and they're like, all right, number one is like a green face. Number 10 is a, a screaming red face. And so you're like, which one are you on a scale? How, how bad is your, how bad is your suffering? And I'm yeah. like, I don't know, man, today, maybe like a, a, a four. So I never, and there are people that go in there and there's like, it's a 10 just cause they want all the drugs, you know? And I was like, I don't, 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 don't blow it. You got to just try to assess and try to be honest about that. You know, you know I, I did, um, I, this was so funny. Um, um, the other day, I forget what I was doing on the other side of town, but I walked into this gas station and the guy wasn't immediately ready to, to, to do anything. You know, as long as when you walk in, you're like, where the fuck are people? And they just come out of the back. Like you could tell he, he just took a nap or right. something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he goes, he goes, Hey man, Hey, Hey, how's it going? And I, like I told you, I only have three responses to that question. I either go outstanding or, um, uh, fine or sleep is next you know okay and, <laughs> sleep is next and he and he goes how are you doing i'm like i'm doing pretty good uh, how about yourself and he as, he as he's ringing my stuff up and he goes well it's 4 37 and and that was so powerful to me because i realized you know the old saying you know what time it is oh sure it's like oh. that's what it was all he told me was what time it was and just based on the context i knew it, he, what he was saying to me was I'm having a hard day. Thanks for not being a dick. I've been here since 5 a.m. I hate this fucking job, but yeah. I get off in 27 minutes. You know? Wow. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's what time it is. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's like just it's, telling me the time was powerful. It's powerful. It's, so it's think, yeah, it's incredibly real and it's it's letting you in without showing you everything. Exactly. You know? exactly. Just like you you know what I mean. 437. Yeah. Ah. You know, you like, have to do a little like bit not, of calculation. That's not bothering to uh, not. It's like not bothering to wipe the blood off your clothes. <laughs> you know, it's like I just let you figure out the rest. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, that's what I'm gonna start doing when people ask me how I'm doing. I'm just gonna just stand what time it is. That's great. Like, you know, it's five p.m. Mm -hmm. It's noon. It's oh, nine thirty. Halfway through. Okay. <laughs> no, my spot's okay. at nine forty-five. It's nine thirty. So yeah, you know? that's where I'm at. That's yeah, where I'm I at. I was at a I was at an audition once with a bunch of other guys and this comedian uh was crossing the street and um I forget his name but uh I was like hey bud and he was like hey man and he's crossed the street he's, he's like he's like he's like oh that was a shit show huh and I'm like yeah that was that was that was no good and uh they had us doing all these weird things and it, you know nobody anyway but like he he was like how you doing and I was like I'm living and the dude just started laughing so hard he almost bent over, like as he was crossing the street. And he was like, 
waved. He's like, cause he just felt me so much in that moment. Where it's just like, I, I had to just go to this thing. I'm grateful for it, but I'm not gonna hire any of us. But, like, <laughs> but I'm but I'm living. You know, it's like I'm I'm alive. I can say that. You know? Can I ask? Can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. Is there a is there a thing that when you when you see a comedian do it, you it immediately turns you off? Oh, like, like a thing I see them do? Like the opposite of a great bit where you're just like, mm. ugh. Like I can't even watch the rest of this. Yeah, there's a few of there's a few things. <laughs> you know, I I, I just think it, it's sometimes sometimes when people kind of talk too fast and they're wait, they're just trying to rush into something and they're like, let's let's get to the action now. They want to make everything a crescendo where I just want to be like, calm down, like have energy, but you're just trying to make a magic moment every moment rather than kind of explore a little bit and br- let people like, let people breathe. Don't attack them. It's kind of like how people, they say fuck every second word. And it's kind of like, yeah, all right. It's kind of, it's you're beating me over the head with the F bomb in an effort to be like a bad boy or something, or, you know, is trying to think of another one. Um, I don't like the, I don't like the statements that sound like questions. Oh, give me an example. The high, like the, the high pitch, uh, you know, like, 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 like a comic will be like, yeah. So, you know, my, uh, you know, my, my, my granddad was beaten to death with a hammer. You know, but in, but in, but instead of saying that, they'll go. My granddad uh, was beaten to death with a hammer. Like it's, it's like it's a question. Yeah. You know, and, like, and that's weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. But almost like, is it okay that I'm saying this? Oh yeah, yeah. And and, and that it yeah. irritates me because it's like it's like because because stand up is also there's a there are lead it's a leadership thing. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. You know, and it's like I, you don't sound like a confident leader, and so like I'm insulted that you would take my time. Yeah, you're you're making you're not sure about. You're making me do work. Right. You're making me uh, help you lift, and I'm not going to gain anything. This is all for you. Yeah. You you should have done this work already. You know, I mean that's, you know, he gets cited as as you know so often in terms of stage freedom and presence and everything, but. One thing I liked about Patrice O'Neill, among a lot of things, is that he would say the most insane premise and state it as truth. And I'd be like, well, I don't agree with that at all. But I'm on board because you believe it. I'm going to listen to the rest of this bit. Yeah. And then he'd be you like, know, I'm going pr- to prove it. Yes. I'm gonna sh- yeah, I'm going to walk you through yeah. why this is true. And you you can argue against me, but you'll lose. Uh, because I have, right. I've done, I have all my ducks in a row. This insane, insane pre- premise, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's he's probably the the most. Um, he's probably the comic I admire the most in ter- in terms of that. Where oh, he, uh, yeah. No, no one else could do it. I mean, maybe like, you know, Doug Stanhope, maybe, but Patrice was just another level. Where yeah. you know, I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think anyone could win against Patrice O'Neill in a in a debate. You know, I, I just don't think you could. It doesn't especially, matter. Have... Especially not a not a topic that he brought up. No, no, no way. Because he's he's thought about it way more than you have. Yes, yes. And I mean, one of those guys who I probably 
you know, uh, am fine not ever having known. I was cool just being a fan because <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, you know, the 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 tumultuous, you know, storm inside that guy at all times was is crazy. But that's where that comes from. You know, I mean, it is like, you know, Doug said, stand up said like, you know, like stand up is the last bastion of free speech. And I agree with that. You can say anything you want. The audience might not accept it, but no one's going to stop you. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know so I, I agree. I agree. You can talk about anything. It's like, anything. Some, people, some comics feel like they can't. I'm like, I don't know. If you believe what you, if you believe in what you're saying and you've given it enough thought, mm-hmm. you like if you ask people what whether it's okay, they're gonna say no. Right. Of course. You know? yeah. But if you if you just do it and pull it off, yes. no one's gonna complain. That's it. And you gotta pull it off. That, yeah. that that's another thing that bugged me where someone is uh, clearly trying to be edgy and but they don't really have the chops. And so it's just like you just sound like someone's racist uncle on stage, man. <laughs> you know, like right. I, I, you're not, you're not, you have, I mean, it's the name of the end. You have to make it funny. This isn't, you know. Well, the thing is, racism isn't edgy. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's common. It's incredible. Right. It's, it's so common. You know what it is? You know, I look at it, I look at joke writing like, 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 uh, like mining for gold, you know, when it's like yeah. in the gold rush, you know, you could just step, you could just step into a river and there'd be gold on your boots. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, and then, you know, in the in the '80s, early '90s, you had to get down there and sift with a pan. Yeah. You know? And now you need a fucking laser beam. You need a special microscope. You need to test the soil just to see if maybe there's a nugget somewhere mm-hmm. 100 feet below. It's like it's it's harder and harder and harder to 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 find that nugget. Yeah. You know, to, to say that thing that ha- that isn't well tread. You know, yeah, exactly, because it's it has all been done. Yeah, and some people yeah. don't do the work. They just it's all low hanging fruit. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And I don't know. I'm just not impressed by that. It's like you're not adding anything to the those people. You know what it is to me is like there's two tribes in comedy and all mm. art. It's people that are mostly concerned with what they can extract, right? And people that's mostly concerned with what they can contribute. Yes. And, and, and the people that want to contribute, I mean, we're not always the most successful. Right. But we do the best shit. And the people mm-hmm. that are concerned about what they can get out of comedy, yeah. they're the ones that do that. They do the low-hanging fruit, the easy mode. They're the, they're the glad-handers, the climbers. Uh-huh. They don't care about comedy. They just care about their status and, and looking like a superstar, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see, especially now you see a lot of guys kind of like my age and older that have kind of, sh- they, they've shifted. I was, I was just on the road and I was talking with uh, my opener Who's telling me about a guy? I won't say who it is, but he's you know relatively famous, and he's 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 shifted to being like a huge you know anti-vaxxer, right-wing, borderline, borderline kind of uh, uh, propping up the 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 age-old white supremacy of America kind of thing. Because it's like he clearly saw that as his as his only lane. We're like, this is how I stay on stage. This is how I keep playing big places. Uh, yeah. You know. And so he's like playing like manga yeah, type uh, shit. And they, and, name, like, and, they, and they name their special like um Trigger. Ir- yeah, yeah, irrefutable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They name their yeah. they, they name it, it, it like they, their special names is it sounds like a like a Sylvester Stallone script, you know. <laughs> yeah. In the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> right. hmm Yeah, where it's it's you know standing tall, standing firm or some shit. Yeah. And 
it where it, the victimhood where it's like man none of us are victims we're living the dream we get to get yeah. on a stage and say anything we want into a mic and you go that way and talk about how you're yeah. Like, yeah. I mean I, I do I do to some degree like I feel bad for some of the OGs just because my my generation of comics because I imagine like we're the same age real life age hmm. but 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 my comedy age you know to, to you I'm a, I'm a teenager you know Right. <laughs> so I'm just when I say my generation, I'm talking about comic. comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm, gen- I'm sure you're younger than I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my generation of comic, we're lucky because I started right before that thing happened where comics started like really looking out for each other. You know, because ah. because because, because it, there used to be this sense of scarcity. Uh-huh, so sure, so sure, no sure. so no matter how much honor you had on, no matter how much you wanted to look out for your friends, you simply couldn't because there wasn't anything you could do for them. There wasn't another right. spot unless yeah. you want to give up yours. Right. And now and then and now we got TikTok and social media and YouTube yeah. and, and there's all these lanes that now comics coming up now don't feel that sense of scarcity. So they they're more willing to help the people behind them. You know. Hundred percent. So. And I can't imagine being like j- just on the cusp of that and getting right. shut out. But the truth is, the OGs that were decent to people mm-hmm. aren't suffering. <laughs> you know, it's that, like, dude, that's that's hundred percent. It's like I'm younger than the guys you mean, but like, and I would look up to them. But it was one of those things where one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was just be nice to everybody. And like, dude, that's not the that first thing anyway. D.L. Hughley told me that. That's the first advice I got from a famous person. Yep. Like, I mean, just be, be nice. Be nice. Just well, he doesn't... said no. He said be kind. Be kind. I mean, that's even better. Yeah. Kind, yeah. Kind, kind is more sincere than nice. Yeah. And yeah, that's I've always that's why I've always stayed a fan. Always there's always people coming up and like I'm the last person you're ever gonna hear that's just like oh I can't get this because all these people that are you know different from me or whatever. It's like dude. It's such a big world. And there's still, I still have really, really young fans who keep discovering me and stuff because I, I mean, I mostly tell stories. I'm not going to be ever that person that's just like, no, they don't do it right. In my day, it's like, okay, now you're your awful grandfather and nobody wants that guy around. Right. It's not cool. But since you've had all this, um, this success, which kudos and congrats well deserved, um, and you've had this very, very, varied life i would say are you someone who people have asked for advice generally oh yeah uh-huh yeah, all, all the time actually in fact perfect sometimes complete strangers i don't know if that's going to happen now mm. because i'm more known uh-huh but complete strangers will fucking just dump their <laughs> shit on me that's very funny you know but I, but but it's fascinating to me i like to listen you know yeah to, where people are coming from and what makes them tick. And I like to know things that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known, but sometimes it's, it's a lot, but you know, yeah. I had yeah. a lady get on a bus one time and tell me just out of the blue, just, she, she was like, how are you doing? I'm like, how are you? And she, and she tells me that she was just diagnosed with HIV. Wow. And she got it from her husband oh. who uh, who had just gotten out of prison and she and she was also pregnant with his wow. child. Yeah. And it was oh. that kind of this was on the bus. Wow. 
Wow. You know, and yeah, and I, and I, 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 yeah, I didn't know how to how to how to swallow that, but yeah, what yeah, she say? Nothing. Well, luckily, she just started crying, like un. She just needed to tell somebody. You're good to listen. Yeah, she felt so. She felt so betrayed. God, like, it was almost like she couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe it. Of course, you know? it's yeah. an it's a terrible situation. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. That's so terrible. But it is. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, I I I joke that on this show, it's like every, almost everyone who calls in with the needed advice, they know what they need to do. They just need to hear us say it. <laughs> oh yeah, you kind of know. You know, everybody knows what they're supposed to be kind of doing. Generally, well, uh, and a lot a lot of times too, man, people. A lot of times people are grappling over what they should do when there's only one thing they can do. Yeah, uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the answer makes you uncomfortable, but you know the yeah. answer. That's right. Right. It's That's like, right. Yeah. So, okay, so we got two call in calls, uh, and then we have a, a few write ins. I did a thing where I was just like, what's bugging you right now? And then I had all these people that were burp, 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 just hit me up. Oh, I love this. Yeah. So let's uh let's do the first let's roll the first call and that one won't hear. So go ahead, Renee. Hey, Matt, it's Ryan Kilborn in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I just wanted to ask, how do you take the dive once you have a family? I mean, to do stand-up. Uh, I'm in the corporate world, sole breadwinner, and I'm thinking, I get a sweet RV, homeschool my kids. There's so many videos now. I can probably just tour. You know, I don't know. It's a thought. Maybe I'm just wildcatting. I love you, dude. Later. What's hey, wildcatting? It's a bit I have that okay. about, you know, uh, a, a really, really drunk woman in a bar uh, freaking out. It's like a long story. Okay. This, this, this cop came and cuffed her up and was like friendly and like knew the gay guy that owned the bar and was like a real chill cop. And she's just, she looks like she's going to murder him. And she's like, and he just goes, don't mind her. She's just wildcatting. <laughs> so I get people all the time that are just like, oh, yeah, my daughter's wildcatting. You know, it's always it's always a woman doing something crazy. So, oh, okay. or in this case, a man. Uh, this, this guy, he has a he has a funny voice. Yeah. And he has a voice for comedy. So I couldn't tell if he was just fucking with us or not. Yeah. I mean, he said his full name. And it's like when people do that, sometimes I'm just like, oh, you, did you, have I worked with you? Are you, are you are you in there the one I, when I played, you know, what do you say, yeah. Charlotte, I think. Uh, so I don't know. But no, I think he, he's like, when you take the dive, like, have, has he has he not done it? You know? Yeah. and uh, Yeah. I mean, because, bro, the answer is obvious. Of course you don't. You right? don't. No, don't do that to your family. No. Yeah. Yeah. You when you stand up is a journey that you have to take alone. Yes. The, the, if the negatives affect other people, you you can't do. It. Now, don't get me wrong. I know some comics. Dustin Nickerson comes to mind. Okay. That had a family before they started stand up, and somehow they made it work. But yeah. But that's but that's because his wife was all in with him. Ah. You know. And but most wives ain't gonna be all in. Most wives <laughs> gonna you know after about six months after after the the standard of living drops. Yes. They they gonna be like, okay, what 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 are we doing here? You know? So yeah. Unless, yeah. so unless you have the perfect wife for stand up, it, it's not even something you can even think about. No, and his thing of 
oh, you know, you, they can, you can homeschool these kids. Like, you got it. I think this dude called in probably a little tipsy. Because, like, you're just casually tossing that off. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, you need it. Do, it literally takes a village. Like yeah. you, you have to, you have to have teachers in their life. You have to have this kid learn to be social by being around other children. I think, I think what's hilarious is that you, um, to, to, to learn about standup, you called two professional comedians, but you thought you could just casually homeschool your children. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, have you even looked up a YouTube video about that? He's like, Oh, I can teach. I, can, I, can I, yeah. I made it through high school. I can teach. <laughs> no, you you have a career, uh, you know what? No, no, no. Wait, wait till your kids are grown, and you yeah. don't care what your wife thinks. And 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 just what? Why? Why do you have to be? Why does this have to go from uh, you working a steady job that pays well to Mad Max Fury Road? Why do you have <laughs> to get the the RV and just drive across the country because you need to live your dream, and your kids have to live in an RV? and you don't have a job and your wife has to put up with it why not just do open mics give yourself two years of doing open mics at night when the kids are in bed and your wife's watching tv or something or you know like be like pick pick your nights i want to do two nights a week honey great can you not get on stage until 9 p.m i that's perfect i can do that okay great so long as we feed these kids and go to bed uh, get them to bed and then we go to open mic in town you know, yeah, that's that, that's yeah. You tip, you tiptoe. Put your dip your toe in the water a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's our advice. I uh, hope that helped, man, and uh, appreciate the love. Uh, all right, call number two. Hi, Matt. I've got a question for you, and I think a liberal, good-hearted comedian is the right person for the job to answer it. My boyfriend and I were going for a walk tonight, and we walked by this house down the street that this uh, couple lives at. Um, they are a lesbian couple. They have a pride flag out in front of their house. They're very nice. I've talked to them before. And one of the women was sitting out front of her house, and as we were walking by, she's like, hey, wait, you're going to step on poop. Be careful. And I realized there was dog poop on the ground in front of her house. So we actually got to talking with her, and she told us that there is a man who walks his dog by her house every couple of days, and his dog always poops right in front of her house. And she said that he has said homophobic slurs to her and her wife and her kids on a number of occasions, so they know that he is doing it on purpose. Um, we were horrified by this, and I want to do something about it. Um, she hasn't done anything about it because she's worried about her kid's safety, and obviously this guy is a mean-spirited person. I thought about uh, going for a walk around the time that he usually does and seeing if I can identify him and follow him home from a distance so that in the future I can return his dog's poop to his mailbox. However, oh. I would imagine that he would be assuming that this woman or her wife would have done it and I don't want to put them in any kind of yeah. peril. What ideas do you or your guest have for how to get back at this terrible, terrible guy? Thanks. Kill him. <laughs> You can't let the threat stand. You gotta get revenge. You heard it. You heard. You heard yeah. it from a retired serviceman. Um, no, yeah, the shitting in front of your house thing—that's heavy. That's tough. But it's like, but you can't be a, you can't be afraid of this man. No, I mean, I, I, I get what she's saying. She doesn't want to make the decision for them. Right. 
You could also sprinkle uh, hot pepper around mm. the area, but then that's going to punish the dog and not the man. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's the, the thing is, it's like yeah, I want I want this guy to get you know thrown down some stairs figuratively, but like mm-hmm. I'm not. It's like what really what can you do? You know, caller, I I I I appreciate your noble intent, but there's nothing you can do that won't come back on this couple. This is on them, sadly. And there's really, there is, you know, the thing is, I'm about to say there's no law against your, you, you, you have to, there is a law. You have to curb your dog. You've got to pick up your dog's shit. All they have to do is catch him once, you know, and file a complaint. And, you know, then let the city take it from there. And like, that guy is, because he is actively doing this thing where I don't know what the consequences are, maybe a fine of some kind. It's like, at the very least, he'll stop that. And like, the slurs and shit. I mean, obviously, anyone listening is like, "Fuck that guy." But well, I don't you know, know you, what you can do. What What, it, what are but, your thoughts, Brian? You don't have to return the dog because, because see, right when she was telling the story, I was like, "Oh, I would save it up and dump an entire pile of that shit in front of on his doorstep." <laughs> but, but, like, but then she said, "I don't want it to come back on the family." So this is what you could do: you could just bring the attention on yourself, right? What I would do is I would, uh, you know in the middle of the night start screaming out front of his house for my for my son Daniel to come out I'd be like why why is this old man letting little boys stay in his house why is my son in his house you fucking pervert like I would I would make a whole scene out in front of his house and I would do it again and again that's yeah, incredible me, bring negative attention to him boom it does not on the family mm-hmm. uh, you know and he yeah. and then then he is innately just afraid of you because it's like this guy is insane. I don't even know where he's coming from. You know, there's no right. there's no connection between you and that and that and that couple with their kids. You know, at all. You're just a random guy standing on his lawn screaming about a non-existent son. Because <laughs> what a what a what a piece of shit. Because yeah, nowadays it's like it's it's everyone's so conscious of it. Yeah, that you rarely. Well, see, the pandemic kind of ruined it because now everyone got a dog. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone's got a dog for them without thinking about what they what they're doing for the dog, which is right. nothing. Yes, and so it, there was a there was a there was like a five or six year period of peace where you mm-hmm. rarely saw dog shit when you yeah. went for a walk. Mm-hmm. Now people are back just being. You know, I think it's the same. It's the same group of people that 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 take non-emergency public shits. Yes. You know, they just, they shit in the airport bathroom just just because it's noon, not because they have to. Uh-huh, right, it's, yeah. It's those people that just mm-hmm. leave their dog shit everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a thing where you don't, of course, no one wants to pick it up, but it's that thing, you know, like anything, the only real currency is what you do when nobody's looking. Like, if you don't, if you do it when no one's looking, you pick up your dog shit, like, oh, yeah. you're, you're a worthwhile human being. You know. Yeah, I, I had a buddy that that had he had the same problem, and and he started um, printing out pictures of the person walking in the dark, like he had a, a camera, whoa, and started printing out pictures of the person and and putting them in the spot for everyone to see. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so he just put a new one out there every week, and I think he had to do that for like two weeks before the guy stopped. That's great. Yeah, it's like I see you. You're not getting away with anything. Well. Regardless, caller, call back in and let us give us an update. And then thanks for looking out for that couple because I mean, fuck that guy. Um, okay, so we'll just do a lightning round. Here, okay. Okay. So I'll just go one by one. Uh, 
This one's random. Tom Brady, fuck that guy. Uh, don't okay. know what to say about that one, uh, unless you have something. No, I mean, well, we're we're all past the point where you're allowed to hate Tom Brady. You just have to like him. Yeah, he's an unstoppable force. I agree. Yeah. I just don't. I, he's going to do whatever he wants. Yeah, hating Tom Brady was so five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, true. That's just true. love him. Uh, okay, been kind of down. Nothing uh, dire. Just a lot going on. Any feel good movie wrecks to help get me through? Do you have a go to movie that you watch? Not necessarily, you know. Chicken Soup for the Soulish. Maybe it's an action movie. Maybe it's a whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch feel good movies. Okay. Um, okay. I like movies where someone dies in the first five minutes. Maybe. I say luck, Lucky Number Seven. Oh yeah, good one. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, good crime. Good crime movie. Yeah. Okay. Lucky Number Seven. That's a good one. Um, I like. I like to watch. My catharsis is often horror. Um, I just watch No Exit, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, it's 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 just this. It's like five people, five people in a snowed-in rest stop, where the sheriff has kind of put them to stay out of the storm. And this girl goes out to her car and hears a thumping, and there's a there's a, a little girl chained up in a van, and she goes back in, and she doesn't know who's keeping this kid hostage. So it's, she has to kind of figure out, you know, who's Holy the real killer. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I was no like, exit. The idea is great, and it's got what's his name. I want to, I don't know. I can't remember his name. The Allstate man, the guy who was in all the Allstate commercials. He like, he's like playing cards there, but he's like a retired Marine. He's dope in it. He's great. Um, no exit. All right. No way. Yeah. Fine. It's on Hulu. Um, okay. This guy just says stuck in a cult. That's it. That's all he said. That's his beef with life. Um, get, wow. get out of there. Oh, he yeah. Stuck. <laughs> yeah. Now you might actually literally have to kill someone. Yeah. Is that legal? Can you kill someone to get out of a cult? It's in, I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe you, if you feel your life's in danger, I think it's legal. You know, I guess it's, 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 but you know, you know, they're all in robes and there's no camera around. I don't know. I mean, but you're in a cult that lets you email and listen to a podcast. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Email for help. Yeah, please write us, write me back. Tell me the details. Um, Okay, here's this person got a conundrum. How do cartoon creators decide which animals are the people and which are the regular animals? Like, which ones are people animals and which one are animal animals? Like Goofy versus Pluto. Oh, uh, so wait a minute. So wait a minute. Oh, Pluto is just a dog, right? And Goofy is like a dog man. Um, I think I think it's all relative. Okay. Yeah, because I, I think that if there are, if if they speak, because Pluto doesn't speak, but Pluto is in a world where, uh, is P- Pluto's in the Mickey Mouse world or the Daffy Duck world? Uh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Daffy's Warner Brothers. Okay, right, yeah. So I think that when, hmm. I don't know. Well, I know that if they're if they're humans in the cartoon, the animals are just all black. The, the black people. Okay. Okay. You know that that was how they used to do it. Okay. Okay. Um, but I think if if the if the animal is the main character. Hmm. Hmm. 
Oh, the it's only an animal. The the other animals are only animal animals if they're the if they're the main character's pets or something like that. Yeah, I think or that's the main right. or the main villain. Yeah, I think there's no people animal pets. I think once you've been domesticated, you know, right. in in the cartoon world, there's no there's there's the humanity is gone. You're basically just yeah. Well, that's dark. Um, yeah. Hope that helps, caller. Uh, yeah. What a question. What a question. Um. This one is one that comes to mind a lot. Inflation slash cost of living goes up. My wages don't. CEOs getting richer as we get poorer. Sure, that bugs. Yeah. And it's it is the it is the golden age for wage disparity right now. I mean, you're either a billionaire or you're scraping by. These days. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I don't I don't know how it's going to be counter. There's a dude who I read this book where this this guy who he he created this luxury airport experience where you know you pay an extra thousand dollars and like a uh a, a porsche come pick you up and it takes you to like an area of the airport you've never seen where it's like all luxury and you get to get on the plane first and all this shit um for people that like can pl fly private but don't want it this time you know because of cost or whatever and that dude was saying we need a basic guaranteed wage for every living american that's the only way you're going to stop people in the next 10 years from just murdering wealthy people. He's like, people are just going to start running up into houses in Beverly Hills and stealing shit. And like, you know, they're yeah. not, this, this, this isn't tenable, this situation. And he caters to the very rich, but he's not from that world. He just found that's how he makes money. You know, he used to actually run a security firm before that. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I don't know what we're going to do with the real estate market blown out by these multinational conglomerates that just own all the property, you know, and, and make us rent every single part of our country from them. And the craziest thing is, you know, we know how this ends because every major empire has collapsed yep. from, from, you know, the first sign of collapse was, yep. it, was, was an untenable wealth disparity. Correct. You know, yes. because so much wealth gets concentrated in the hands of a few, and then mm -hmm. the people decide that it's now meaningless because they don't have any of it. And, you know, there's riots in the street. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't know, I, yeah. but I don't, I don't really answer. Me neither. I, Me neither. I, I honestly, I selfishly just hope that I'm dead before right. any of it matters. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because even if we solve the wealth gap, we, we, we're still, the, the environment's fucked. Seriously, yeah, it's, it's, it's so I don't know. We're in a bind, man. Um, I think the one thing I do dream about is like you know, obviously uh, Bezos and uh, Elon are building these rockets because they want to leave and they want to find like someplace else to live with a more right with a more adaptable, non-ruined environment, you know, somewhere. And I just I just take heart that the people that set him up in there, set those guys up in the rockets, will blow the rockets up. Like they'll code to the rocket as he's about to take off and be like cool you just throw a monkey <laughs> like right into the you know like or shoot it out of the sky with did, did you see that missile. elon musk just uh challenged vladimir putin to a duel i mean it's just why what is it, okay okay but you would pay to see it wouldn't you you're right yeah you're right yeah i'm like i'm in i'm in uh -huh. i mean it's, uh, yeah i guess the worst case scenario is that like he said the, pr the prize is uh ukraine yeah, and like that's the thing. I couldn't. I can't put. It, we have to pick a different champion. How, how do you bet something that ain't yours? Yeah. 
Yeah, what is what Elon? What are you putting on the table? <laughs> right, he's like, if I win, you if, if I lose, you can have Ukraine. It's like, yeah. well, that, you're not really putting anything up. No, you're not. You you you're not. You're not. You know, giving your factory in Austin to him if you if you get get taken down. Okay, so we got one left, um, and this is pretty uh, uh, universal. Single, lonely, want to be in a good relationship. I need to work on myself first. So what does that bring to mind for you? Did you now? Are you in a relationship? You're no. married, right? No. No. no oh, you're no. not. Okay. Okay. No. So, but you're not in a relationship. I'm not. No. Okay. Is it something you're interested in or no? Mildly. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Good answer. That's your. Yeah. You're, you're. You're speaking your truth. That's good. I am. Um, um, but this person, they want a relationship. They do. They do. They're very lonely. But they need to work on themselves. Yes, they do. Well, that sounds like the answer. Yeah, I would. Uh, how 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 would you suggest? Like, what what do you think of the thing that people need to work on the most with themselves? For me, I'd, I I'd say perspective. People look at things wrong more than they look at it right quite often. Yeah, I'd say perspective. I'd say um, doing better with the things that you know better. Because I I kind of understand where this person's coming from because they they know they need to work on themselves, but. The, it sounds like one of those people that like they need someone to love them for them to mm -hmm. love themselves enough to do the work right so it's like yeah. so it's like they're stuck in that situation where if they were in a relationship they would be doing the work right that would help them get into a relationship you know yeah and i think it's all it comes on comes down to a lot of times people just want to be fixed and that's bad like they just right, want to get right. someone like, oh, if I had someone, all this shit would go away and I would be less lonely. It's like, you got to be happy with yourself first. You got to be like, it, it sucks, but you kind of got to go, hey, I'm kind of the shit. You got to, you got to like, really like, like something, find something in yourself to really like, because then that'll make you more like adaptable to a relationship and more attractive. For, Man, you know, it, it all starts with washing your ass. It really <laughs> get up and wash your ass, man. Rule one: get up and wash your ass yeah, every day. Mm -hmm. But that's the show, man. Is there uh, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Yeah, but I, mean, I have my podcast, BS with Brian Simpson. We just relaunched that. All right, it's on all, all the platforms and YouTube. Cool, cool. And go to my. I'm on tour right now, the short wide neck tour. So if you go to BrianSimpsonComedy.com, you can buy tickets or my link tree on any of my socials on BS Comedian on Twitter and Instagram. Buy some tour tickets. Right on. All right, cool. Well, dude, this was great. It was I really enjoyed uh, chopping it up with you and getting to know you a little bit more on this. Likewise, man. Likewise. I'll see you around at the store. Yes, sir. I'll see you there. Thanks so much, Brian. Appreciate yeah, take it. Take it easy, man. Rule number one, wash your ass. You heard it here first, folks. Wasn't that fun? Rule number two, got a problem, got a beef? Call in, tell me and my guest about it. We'll listen to it on the show. Do our best to help. Well, we might help. Call 323-763-0228. Again, 323-763-0228. And I thank you. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.